You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors and add blocks, no custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. That's bluehost.com slash wondersuite. Welcome to Webcology. Webcology is the show that takes you into the deepest and darkest ends of the ecosystem on the internet. Our guides will take you on a journey into web marketing and bring you the experts and the information so that you can further explore the web marketing world. Now, here are the hosts of Webcology, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Hey everyone, welcome to Webcology here on webmasterradio.fm. It is the 19th of March, 2015. This is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media, joined by Dave Davies from Beanstalk Internet Marketing. And uh, Dave, I can't, I can't believe it's been a whole week since we did our last show. It's been, uh, the time has just flown. We've been, we've been so incredibly busy. I know, and I, uh, I can't complain. And now here I am uh, sitting in my office this time. And uh, you know what? Being in Whistler is better. You're at, I mean, you're, I love you guys. What the hell's the matter with you? You're never in your office. <laughs> I know. It's like clients were like, you know, we're not really buying it. So I had to come back for a little bit. Okay. So all those bean stalkers, take a good look. This is the guy who cuts your checks. Um, that's what he looks like. Really. It's, um, no, for, 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 for listeners, um, you might know by his voice, but Dave looks a lot like Don Draper with gray hair. <laughs> <laughs> Only at the temples, right? Yeah, so far. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so you know, Dave, when you're when you're when you're on the internet, you see those like um, social memes or political memes or whatever. It's the same joke over and over and over again. On you know, stuck upon some some picture. Yep, they work. Case in point, you've seen the uh, the meme that's been going around for like forever about like. How slow Microsoft Internet Explorer is. <laughs> you know, you get the bug for uh, Safari and the, the logo for uh, for uh, 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 
Firefox and the logo for Chrome and the logo for uh, Internet Explorer, and it always seems to be just a few steps behind everyone else. Yep. Well, that meme has been going around, I guess as a protest by web users. Um, I don't know why they do it, but it's a protest by web users, and Microsoft has clearly listened. Being embarrassed in Facebook has uh, moved Microsoft to kill Internet Explorer. Okay, maybe that wasn't the reason, but the but but the outcome is the same. Internet Explorer is gone, or will yeah. be gone as of next year, sort of. Yeah. What, what do you think? I mean, I, I obviously, I mean, I, I know I've I've used, I use Internet Explorer to check websites and make sure they work in Internet Explorer. Other than that, I think the only use I've ever made for Internet Explorer is right after an install of my operating system to download a better browser. But. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Um. What do you think? Like to me, and this is just what I'm thinking. Like a great, great call. I mean, maybe it needs a rebrand. That's for sure. It's got to be. They got to completely change what it is. Um, but what, what do you think? I mean, I think they they could almost be setting themselves up for disaster. You pull a stunt like this, and if it's not great, well, now you're just even more the laughing stock. Okay, well, I've been uh, I've been reading a number of pieces, the, 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 a number of pieces about this. The one that uh, I think sort of gave me the most information was in Petri.com, uh, written by Paul Thoreau, and uh, he goes all the way back to twenty years ago when Internet Explorer was you know released as a component of uh, Windows ninety five, and it was so like integrated into the operating system mm-hmm. that it actually ran afoul of um, antitrust antitrust rules in the European Union and possibly uh, ran afoul of antitrust in the United States. I don't know if that case ever actually made it to court, but I know, I know in the EU they were, they were found guilty of antitrust because of the way they had bundled um, Internet Explorer into, uh, into the Windows operating system and it was hard for other, um, other browsers to work in, in that version of Windows. So, when Microsoft was found to have uh, violated antitrust, it had to change Internet Explorer to make it operable in any other system, and also to had to change Windows to allow other browsers to work inside the Windows environment. Um, one of the problems Internet Explorer has had all the way up to, really up until uh, the Windows 8 version, was it carried a bunch of the sort of patchovers that Microsoft engineers had created to get around the antitrust problems back in 1995. <laughs> so, you know, you know the, Microsoft is full of legacy code, right? Like, you know, you, the, the, the kernel of Windows is still the kernel of Windows. Yeah. Um, still running off, you know, still uh, reliant on DOS and everything. So, Internet Explorer has legacy code in it. And some of that legacy code made it work with other operating systems or allowed allowed um, features of that would work on other browsers to work in uh, Internet Explorer. So flash ahead to Windows 8, okay, just the, the, the two iterations of Windows ago. Maybe three if you count the um, abortion that they published in uh, <laughs> published and, and and pulled back on in November, but I digress. Um that was the correct usage of the word, wasn't it? I, I think it was, actually. Okay, cool. You've got to be careful with that word. You don't want to use it improperly. Anyway, so moving forward. 
In, uh, in, in Windows 8, they released actually two versions of Internet Explorer. One of them was a more was a traditional version. One was a light version with a whole bunch of bugs stripped out, but also a bunch of functionality stripped out. And I think, Dave, that might be where some of your concerns are coming from when you're saying this has to be a home run or they might have made a mistake. Yeah. So here's what insiders at Microsoft say we can expect – Windows 10 is also going to come with two browsers. One of them is going to be Internet Explorer for legacy users, primarily for business users, a much improved legacy uh, uh, Internet Explorer. And the other is something called Project Spartan. Now, Project Spartan is the, uh, the new browser we're talking about. When everyone says that, that IE is doomed, well, it is and it isn't. There's going to be a version for enterprise users that will be called Internet Explorer. But Project Spartan is what the majority of people who, who use Windows systems will have come with, with Windows. Um, my guess is it's going to be very mobile-focused. Um, the desktop isn't so important to Microsoft anymore. The mobile environment is where everything's at. And I think Spartan is going to be an extremely stripped-down browser made for mobile. Now, do you think they're going to open it up more to uh, to all the different plugins, add-ons, that sort of stuff that we all like? Are they going to Are they going to open it up for us so that more of us want to use it? I think they have to. Um, given the Given the position Microsoft is in uh, versus Google and Apple, I mean Amazon's jumping into uh, into the smart device market as well. Um, given the position that Microsoft is in, I think they're like in uh, third or fourth place in this four way race. Um, as many users as they can win over as possible would be the uh, the game plan, I would think. I would think you're right. Um, and, I mean, I, I find it uh, – it's going to be an interesting thing to watch. I think the thing I'll most be disappointed in if Microsoft does is uh, if they change the name. Personally, awesome name. Love it. Hope they keep it. <laughs> when they when they launch it, they can strip off the the project. But I I, I love the the Spartan, um, and that does imply to me that you are spot on. Like when we think of Spartan, other than um, you know the the, the enormously uh, you know powerful warrior race that they were, um, you know when you think Spartan, you think very you know if you're thinking a Spartan room, a Spartan whatever, you think a very stripped down, bare basics fundamentals. Uh, type application, and so I, I, I think you're probably right in, in what you're saying. I have a feeling we're going to see a very light, very flexible um, version that'll be used. You'll be able to move from mobile to desktop to Xboxes, um, back and forth, and, and maintain that experience as we're seeing with with Windows 8 trying to do with the with the Xbox and stuff like that. So I, I think you're spot on, and I'm I'm excited to see what it is. Of course, I am. I'm itching to itching to give it a go. Um, but, uh, but I, I hope for their sake, it's, it's a win. It's funny. Uh, you and I are old enough to remember, like it's, it's feels really odd right now at this stage of my life to be going, I hope Microsoft gets a win. Cause you know, they could really use a win in this space. Oh, <laughs> like, well, you're cheering for the underdog as Microsoft, but, um, you know, it, I, I, I hope they get it in this one. Well, meet the new boss, same as the old boss. It all, it's always that way in, uh, in the tech world. I mean, right now, Google is, is Google today is the Microsoft of 20 years ago, right? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. again, meet the new boss, same as the old boss, just wears, you know, slightly different corporate face. Yeah, and, and more access to information. <laughs> yeah, indeed. <laughs> okay, uh, moving along. Um, 
We did a show, but it had to be about six months ago. We had um, economist Steve DeMillionaire on talking about Bitcoin. Yep. Well, didn't have time to uh, to ring Steve up. He's actually, he lives in Indonesia, so he's on a completely different time space than we are. Um, but I'm really curious, uh, his reaction to the story that came out in the last 24 hours. Have you ever heard of the evolution market? I cannot say I have. Well, that's because you're a good person, Dave. That's because <laughs> that's because you're good, not bad. You know there's a whole part of the internet that guys like you and me never go to. The dark net. Right, okay. Um maybe maybe you maybe I mean I I don't I I know I don't spend time there. I have no interest and no time to go to the dark web. Um but the dark web is a place where well pretty much, you know, you want to talk about a truly free market? Anything goes there, and there's no regulation because they're selling illegal stuff. Um, there used to be a website that was uh, only available, uh, reachable via Tor network called Silk Road. And Silk Road was a famous uh, drugs, guns, and, you know, other um, illicit illicit. Uh, substances or commodities or whatever, right? You could buy and sell them on Silk Road. Well, Silk Road got shut down and Evolution Market evolved to take its place, okay? They ran their um, exchange a little bit differently than Silk Road did. Evolution operated on an escrow system, which means that all money in trade goes into one big bank account, one big pool of a bank account, okay? okay? They didn't actually use money. They used Bitcoin. Well, um, earlier, uh, sometime, sometime uh, Tuesday or perhaps yesterday, um, that entire bank account vanished along with the guys who were running Evolution Market. Didn't see that coming. I wonder, eh? <laughs> okay, so about $12 million worth of uh, Bitcoin, 12, $12 million U.S. worth of Bitcoin has... Um, Gone somewhere. As have um, two fellows named Kimball and Verto. Kimball and Verto. And uh, how do you steal that ma- that many bitcoins? It's it's, just, it's like it's like stealing a Renoir. What do you do with them? You can't trade them. You can't use them. Yeah, it's a like I'm sure they can. These aren't idiots. <laughs> so they've come up with a way. Um, you know, maybe uh, head on over to the next Silk Road and start buying some stuff and hope they don't uh, pull the same scam on you. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it, it's tough to feel an enormous amount of sympathy for any of the parties involved here. It, it just is. <laughs> like, like, and I'm sure you get it. These are people who are buying and selling stuff that shouldn't be bought and sold. Otherwise, it would be bought and sold on the internet. Um, you know, you never like to see stuff like this happen, I suppose, but... No, oh, actually, I don't care, to be honest. Like, <laughs> um, if, a bunch, if, if one group of criminals rips off another group of criminals, um, I don't know, it kind of comes out as a wash to me, right? <laughs> but the thing, that, the thing that concerns me is the, is the legitimate uses of Bitcoin and how um, this whole dark area... I'm not, I'm not saying the dark web, etc., but this whole underground economy where pretty much anything goes can wonk the economy of Bitcoins. Mm-hmm. 
uh, $12 million being taken out of circulation is a substantial amount of money. Right. I mean, it, it's interesting because we do refer to it that way, right? But at the same time, it's very, very similar to what we used to have to deal with. I don't know, like when you and I were kids, uh, you know, way back in the 1980s, um, where like cash, <laughs> like stuff can be stolen. Stuff can be used for, for easily for, for illicit purposes. It can be taken out of, you know, out of rotation. Same as, you know, bank robbery, same amount of money goes disappearing or, you know, Brink's truck on its way to, to get rid of money, whatever. Um, you, you've seen the same heist films I have, I'm sure. Um, and, you know, I mean, it, it ends up kind of very akin to that. It gets a darker, you know, a blacker eye out of it. Um, but at the same time, it is a lot like, you know, the, the cash market that we're, that we're used to dealing in, in that, you know, it's, it's stuff that was effectively untraceable, and now it's untraceable in somebody else's hands because it got stolen, but it used to get stolen too and still does, so... Um, yep. you know, it'll be interesting to see what happens of it and, and we'll see how the bit market reacts to the, to the whole thing. But, uh, I, I don't anticipate a big, too big a shakeup, maybe uh, people being a little more conservative with how they spend it. Maybe a little more like you would, if it was cash, would you just hand cash to some guy you don't know so that he can hold it while you're waiting for a shipment of something? I well, wouldn't. and actually that's, that's uh, agreed. Uh, I, I believe that any economic market relies on faith in that market, you lose faith in the market, then people will move away from it. Yeah. And so if people can't trust Bitcoin, I have 15 Bitcoin um, in my uh, Bitcoin account right now. If I can't trust there'll be 15 Bitcoin or you know whatever relative exchange value left there tomorrow, why the hell should I store it there today? Right. And then you dump it. And that's what worries me for the Bitcoin economy. If you get a bunch of, if you see a number of scams happening around it, um, then what's the safe value of the coin? Now, if you're some hotelier or some bar owner on Ossington in Toronto exchanging Bitcoin for drinks or for a room, well, then your money wasn't being stored in Evolution's escrow account and it was safe, most certainly. But without regulation on the means of exchange itself, you know, without some central figure watching every transaction, it's maybe I'm too old school. I don't know. I just have a hard time wrapping my head around the the, the retaining value of the of the coin itself. Yeah, agreed. Um, yeah. Okay, I'm not sure. I'm not sure we can rag much more. See, the problem is we only have a minute before our next commercial break, and we got to think of something to say. And every topic we have that we could talk about is just way too long. Yeah, that is a problem. Well, do you, th- do you think we can go out a-, a minute early? Do you think Brasco's ready for us? Then we can come back with a minute more uh, on the other end of this? Possibly. Why don't we tell people some of the stuff we're going to be talking about when we come back from commercial break? First thing I want to talk about is Google and uh, their new algorithm for doorway pages. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> all right. Not much to say past that. Um, Google filed a patent for cancer zapping wearable objects. Let me, let, me, let me say that one more time. Google filed a patent for cancer-zapping wearable stuff. Wow. Um, we got a mobile-friendly algorithm to cover. We have um, information on Google Hangouts and uh, stuff that brands have to think about when thinking about SEO. We're going to be talking about all of this in a few moments. But first, before we can talk about any of it, 
We have to take a commercial here on Webcology on webmasterradio.fm. So on behalf of Dave Davies from Beanstalk Internet Marketing, this is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media. It is the 19th of March, 2015. Stay tuned. Back to talk about a whole bunch of stuff after this. Sit tight and don't move. Webcology. We'll be back after this short break. Great websites today need expert web design and development and need to be e-commerce ready and mobile friendly. But building a marketable and profitable website can be an uphill climb. Ready to make your new website or replace your existing website? Think Orange as the new way to get in the black. Orange Hill Development works with Fortune 500 companies and offer the same top quality development service at a fraction of what other providers charge. Brands like Absolute, Carlsberg, and Nestle trust Orange Hill Development. Find out why you should trust your website with Orange Hill. Contact Orange Hill for a consultation today at orangehilldevelopment.com. Do you want to optimize and grow your business? Then master your skills in conversion rate optimization. Sign up for Conversion Conference Las Vegas 2015, happening on May 12th through the 14th. It's Brasco from Webmaster Radio inviting you to the biggest and only conversion conference in the United States this year. Join your colleagues in the world's leading conversion experts, including Tim Ash, Amy Africa, Lance Loveday, Natalie Nahai, plus 40 of your favorite optimizers. Learn to create persuasive content, design landing pages that trigger your visitors to action, and convert blog readers into customers. Come to Conversion Conference. The conference that pays for itself in no time. WebmasterRadio.fm listeners get a $100 discount on their pass. Register early and get full access for only $897 when you use discount code WMFM. Simply register online at ConversionConference.com with the code WMFM. That's ConversionConference.com, code WMFM. Hurry, save your seat before they sell out. Introducing Rumble the smart mobile management system, the first end-to-end mobile platform where you can make real-time app modifications from a point-and-click dashboard. Want to change the design of your app? Point-click, and it's live in real-time. Want to change the ad map of your app? Point-click, and it's live in real-time. Want to change the content mix of your app? Point-click, and it's live in real-time. Power your mobile business with Rumble. Are you ready to rumble? Visit www.rumble.me. Off. Now back to Webcology, only on webmasterradio.fm. Here are the hosts, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Hey everyone, welcome back to Webcology here on webmasterradio.fm. It's the 19th of March, 2015. This is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media, Dave Davies from Beanstalk Internet Marketing. And uh, Dave, I gotta tell you, I'm... Um, um, Almost, almost speechless. Not allowed to be speechless on the radio, but I'm pretty close because I saw Jennifer Slag wrote an article in the SEM Post the other day that said Google is um, releasing an algorithm to deal with doorway pages. <laughs> I, I read the same article. So, did you do what exactly what I did and go look at the date and look for like 2009 <laughs> and then remember? Hold it, Jen wasn't publishing the SEM Post back in 2009. <laughs> Yeah, that was uh, that was an interesting thing to stumble across. I didn't even know that was a big problem anymore, really. Like, I mean, you, you've seen them, I've seen them, but not in a volume where I'm like, Google's building whole algorithms for it. I thought they would just keep refining, say, Panda uh, to address those issues. Didn't do I mean, like, um, what, maybe, I don't know, like, these things happen to me, okay? Like, you know me and my history, Dave. I have a hard time telling what's real and not real most of the time. <laughs> 
those spiders coming out of the wall may or, I, I just assume they're not real. Um, but I was pretty sure that, again, back in 2009, Google had said, yo, doorway pages, stop it. Yeah, and they did a pretty decent job. Yeah, so that, I'm, I'm honest <laughs> to goodness. Like, I'm, 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 I'm not even being facetious here. I'm not imagining that I remember that. I really do remember that, right? Yeah. Well, and don't, and don't forget that that part in, in it as well where well, – I'll just quote from, from uh, Jennifer's article. They're also taking a special look at pages that can be considered somewhat duplicate. Really? Like are we still even talking about this? <laughs> okay. Now, <laughs> we've established that I'm probably not hallucinating my memory. <laughs> so what we haven't established is Jen hallucinating hers. <laughs> so 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 Google is like having issues with doorway pages and duplicate content likely found on doorway pages. Mhm. What do you say to this, Dave? Like I'm speechless. This this we thought was settled years ago. Yeah, I uh I was kind of shaking my head uh when I read it. I mean, obviously you haven't used doorway pages in ages. I mean, you may not have used them ever. No, um, oh, I know. did. Oh, okay. I, did. I was going to say, like back success. when I was doing affiliate marketing, yeah, I did uh, did a lot. But we're but we're going back to you know the late nineties, early two thousands here. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I I didn't even know this was still a a concern um, that that was there. Um, you know, maybe it's because I haven't been focused on it. Um, you know, or at least because I've been trying to follow you know the rules as best I can. Um, that they that they're putting in place, and they've been saying this for ages. So here we are. Um, you know, at the same time, I can't help but think the folks at Google aren't idiots, um, and the folks at Google like money, which means don't waste time. Um, we can we can go into no Google Plus jokes right now, but um, you know, at the same time, if they are putting this energy in right now, I have to assume that there is some segment. Um, where this is still there, and that takes me out. I, I'm sure you've you've got some clients over in you know the UK or or you know in in other geographic locations other than the US and and probably Canada. There are different rules there, and I have noticed that some of the rules are a little more lax uh, than they are when we're fighting over um, in in you know uh, US Google. So uh, you know maybe there are some regions that they're targeting specifically with this. I mean, why they would announce it the way they have, I wouldn't know. But, um, you know, maybe they're they're trying to hit other regions. Maybe it's not as big a deal here and it's a bigger deal elsewhere. Who knows? But uh, but for those of you that haven't caught up to, as Jim aptly points out, about 2008, 2009, uh, time to get rid of your doorway pages, uh, time to eliminate your duplicate content, uh, and time to take the pages off your site that lack navigation. <laughs> and time to stop eating the brown acid, Jed. <laughs> <laughs> okay, no, Je- Jennifer is not eating brown acid that I'm aware of. Uh, I'm almost positive she's not, in fact. But sometimes you wonder when you see articles like that, you think, "Oh my God, it's nineteen, it's nineteen ninety five again, um, or not, or two thousand and five again." And uh, you wonder if you're eating the brown acid or not. Okay, <laughs> what else do we got here? What what should we what should we jump into? Um, your choice, Dave. What do you want to talk about? Well, we promised to talk about cancer, so why don't we why don't we talk about cancer? Because um, this is a neat. I I love patents. I know you like patents. Um, 
Well, Google's filed one. Well, they filed it. Uh, I guess probably a year and a half ago or something like that. But anyway, it's been it's been given to them now, um, and it's it's. I mean, I love the direction they're going with this. I'm sure they're still light years away, so let's not have people going. Oh, the the cure for cancer is here. But I get what they're. I get this approach, and it's the first time I've heard of one like this. Um, and it's essentially to put a wearable device on your body, and the in the picture is filed with the patent. It's around the wrist, like you know, sort of like a, a large watch. Um, they would then send nanobots through your body. Well, they refer to them as nanoparticles. I like nanobots because I like Star Trek. Um, they would send nanoparticles through your body that are built specifically to target certain types of cells or or virus agents or or whatnot. Um, and the device that you're wearing is built to both supply an energy source for them um, and then also provide a code for how to react to them. So does it, and as they noted in the actual patent application, like does it vibrate to kill it? Um, does it actually just sort of crush it? You know, what does this particle do um, when it gets there? And that's what um, the, the wearables for is, is to keep control of it. I'm sure it's a lot more sophisticated than that, right? I mean, you know, in, in how, it would, how it would deal with these things, the volume, you know, if you got, you know, a tumor or something, you can't just launch in and, and attack them all at once or something like that. But that's, uh, that's what they're targeting with this new patent. Um, I, I've got to say, cool stuff. Um, why would Google do it? Um, the only thing I can come up with is is knowing Google. It'll be, hey, we're gonna you know include this in our in our free Android watches, and and all you have to do is is let us use your uh, internal particles and condition for feeding you advertising. Maybe you know, um, but they, this isn't the first time we've seen Google interested in this sort of thing in in collecting you know DNA data things like that. Um, so I think this is kind of in their wheelhouse. Um, I think it's neat stuff, and you know they got a lot of brains over there, and they're taking a what I consider to be. I mean, you know, others may know more about this if they're in the field, but um, this is the first time I've heard of an approach like this, um, and I think it's it's a pretty bright idea. And again, once once more, Gene Roddenberry, dude, uh, right out of his wheelhouse of of Star Trek uh, fiction becoming something that that turns into, um, you know, a, a a real product or, or at least a real idea for a product at this point. Now I can't imagine Google and I, I'm not, I'm not saying this to be facetious, although you, you, the, the joke in here is like totally obvious, <laughs> but I can't imagine Google doing this. And then I, I think, I think to this, it would require them to get a great deal of biofeedback from whoever's wearing it. Mm-hmm. Um, Google has to know that, in you know certain cases, this works and that works, or that works. This um, amount of energy or vibration or nanoparticles works on this type of cancer. And to, to, to know what works and doesn't work, they'd have to get a huge amount of biofeedback from every individual user. Right. Um, the technology amazes me. There's uh, something inside me that is terrified about providing personal biological feedback to Google. You know, but, there, but you know, <laughs> we give them all of our information to get free advertising. Um, I mean, if the, in this case, we'd be giving them all, all our information and they would cure us of cancer. Right. I think the payoff is a little higher. Well, <laughs> either way, you're held hostage, right? Right. Um, your information or we won't cure your cancer. Well, and you can easily clearly see here a, a clear application where sharing your data and requiring everybody to um, provides a much better environment 
right? Like oh, to be absolutely. able to be monitoring your active condition at this moment and go, we need to change exactly how this is doing and have that change impacted seconds later. Um, the hard thing about this story for a show like ours is I cannot make a joke about it that's actually funny because we're talking about cancer here. Yeah. No, for <laughs> and sure. During cancer and it's something that we all want so badly. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think uh, – but it, it's going to be one that uh, I know I'm going to be watching uh, over the coming you know, probably years as it, as it develops. I'm, I'm sure you will be too. Given my lifestyle, you better believe it. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I'm, I'm particularly interested in this sort of stuff. And this is this is just the beginning. You know, I was reading I was reading an article earlier today on Elon Musk suggesting that Montana is going to become a major tourist destination in about fifteen years. You want to know why? Why is that? Because it'll be the only jurisdiction in North America where you're where you're able to drive your own car. They're resisting. Uh, Montana is one of the few places that is seriously resisting. Self-driving vehicles. So Musk says in about 15 years, driving a car will be such a novelty, people will go to Montana just for the privilege of doing it. Okay, that'll be kind of interesting. Would you? Dude, I don't get it. I try not to. Oh, that's right. Yeah, you don't even have a driver's license. Oh, God. Uh, No, 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 no. Um, Statistical analysis, man. Like... (laughs) Well, and I mean, given the city you lived in and the one you have lived in, like you went from Victoria to Toronto, neither of these cities really require, um, you know, a car where you were living, right? Like you were right. Oh, yeah. I I live right downtown in Victoria and right on the transit in Toronto. So I don't need a car. Well, and I've been to Toronto. I don't want to drive there. (laughs) Well, no, you don't. It's pretty kooky. It's uh, it's it's every driver for his or herself out there. Um, It's pretty nuts. But no statistical analysis, man. I mean, like. I, I, I went to Young Drivers of Canada when I was 16, and the uh, fellow up front, our instructor, told us that one in four people will be hideously injured or perhaps die in their vehicle. And then he had us count off in the room, and I was number four, and I went, oh, geez. <laughs> and, Just your um, luck. You know, I've never been in a car accident. That's the weirdest thing. I've never been, but I just... I see the way these people drive out there, and they're crazy, Dave. They're nuts. And I'm just just being in a car makes me very uncomfortable. Airplanes, totally fine. And I've been through two decompressions in my flying career. Um, but cars weird me right out. I just said uh, they just freak me out. Fair enough. Yep. Um, something else. You know what we talked about, Project Spartan before. Yeah. Um, another thing, and I, I found this out for my kid last night, verified it this morning when I got in. Um, it is true um, with, a, with a slight caveat. Um, Windows 10 is coming out. Yep. Uh, Microsoft has announced that they are going to be giving away their upgrade for free um, to Windows 10. To everyone. Uh, to everyone on the sort of home use levels. Like if you have enterprise and stuff, it, it gets a little different. Um, but for, for your standard home users... But here's the interesting one, and there's there's a twist to it that came there's out that wasn't available yesterday. But they're for for standard home users, totally free, no problem. Exactly what it's supposed to be um, would be the same as as buying a new machine with it. Um, but they are also going to be giving it, uh, giving away free versions of it to as an upgrade from pirated copies um, of really? versions of Windows. Uh, now they have come out. That came out yesterday in the announcement. It was clarified today that it was a 
you're going from ungenuine to ungenuine, so you're not getting all the bells and whistles that you would with a genuine version. But they're not going to be going after you um, with this one. In their effort now, when I was chatting with my son yesterday, we we talked about it from, from a different perspective. Um, in in some articles I was reading on it today, it's to sort of combat um, in China specifically, where the vast majority are are pirated. Mm-hmm. Um, what uh, when I was chatting with my son, I we we came up with the um, sort of idea that it, it may actually be more about forcing this unity, right? Like getting it, you know, and as we're talking about with like mobile on on Project Spartan and stuff, right? Like just one of their big battlegrounds right now is getting all their all their devices synced. So if they'll just let everybody have them all synced, can they in China make moves into the mobile market if they've already got everybody there on um you know, using the operating system on their on their desktop. So would it be worth giving that free um, to capture some some new markets where they're they're not going to lose? They're it's still being taken free anyway. <laughs> so is it a is it a decent lateral? Anyway, interesting. I was obviously happy to hear that. Hey, most of my versions of of Windows I'll be able to upgrade for free. Uh, and then of course, uh, you know, interesting to know uh, what they're doing on pirates, and uh, it'll be interesting to watch that sort of roll out and how that goes. Hell, I'm, I'm happy to hear your kid is that clever to, to figure that out. <laughs> well, I, I'm pretty happy. To, here's the frightening thing, Jim. In uh, two months, he graduates. <laughs> graduates what? High school. Whew. He's done. Yeah. I was afraid you were going to say college. That would have really freaked me out. No, no. He's just entering college, so, yeah. Two, t- really? Yeah. Well, congratulations. Good on Well, him. Well, yeah, that's uh, that's handy. Um, but uh, anyway, well, well, handy. You know, that's my my goal. My job is to get him right to this point. <laughs> that's, that's no, my job. your job is to get him through the next five years. <laughs> Hello, Mister Wallet. <laughs> um, and you know, yeah. Dave, I don't know if you remember your university experience as poorly as I do. <laughs> <laughs> my um, friends tell me I had a great time. What does your dad tell you about your university experience? That's the uh, that's the litmus test here. It was very uh, expensive, son, but I'm glad you did. <laughs> glad that was great. How's that poly side going for you? Um, <laughs> okay, we, we we should jump to another topic. I, we we definitely want to touch on the uh, mobile algorithm. We're gonna yeah. have to. This one is gonna have to span the commercial. Okay, we're gonna have to start talking about it now and then go to commercial break and uh, keep talking through. Yep. But I mean, this is a, this is perhaps the most important story we we we've had on we've had on 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 this week. Um, this debate out there about the uh, size of impact that Google's mobile friendly algorithm is is going to have. Mm-hmm. Um, Google says it's going to be significant. It's going to be larger, more visible than both than Panda or Penguin was. But you know, as always, they won't say exactly how much. And, and even when they did, remember when? Remember when Matt Cutts used to say, "Well, this will affect one percent of all websites in the index." Right. Which, incidentally, when you're talking about billions of websites, is an enormous number. Well, they're not even doing that this time. They're not even giving us this vague, weird percentage thing. So, what do you figure? Um, just put this as as delicately as I can, so it won't have to be beeped out. Effing big. <laughs> that's that's all that's 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 all there is to it. I think you know. I, I'm sure you agree. I'm sure all of our listeners agree. Anybody who's been paying attention to the web for the last 
two years agrees. Uh, Cindy Crum, you know, thanks for the heads up about a decade ago. You were touting it, and the rest of us followed in behind eventually. Um, you know, I, I, it, this is obviously going to be absolutely massive. Um, the only people I think it won't impact will be people who have perfect experiences on both and rank number one on both, right? So they can't even move up. Right? Like, and they and they won't move down, right? Like that's really the only people. But I mean, if it doesn't impact my site directly, like I've got a decent experience on both, you know, nothing to write home about. But there's people above me who are worse. Well, mm-hmm. there we are. They're going to fall, and I'm going to win for lose or for not losing, right? So, um, I, I think it's going to be massive. They're talking about bigger than uh, Panda and Penguin. I think we can talk about bigger than Panda and Penguin combined if we're going to refer to it from, from the from the mobile index itself. Um, and I, go ahead. And I want to add just really quickly, and we're going to have to go to break. We're going to we're going to we're going to talk a lot more about this when we come back from break. But I do want to add. I mean, just knowing how Google works, your site might not be directly affected. But say 15 guys link to you, 15 other sites link to you, and 10 of those sites get hammered, that will have an effect on you. Mm-hmm. So it might, you, you might have done everything right, but the people around you who are interacting with your website and you know, Google's impression of their website forms part of the impression of your, their impression of your website, that's where I see a lot of really good webmasters getting hammered and not knowing what happened to them. Yeah, no, totally right. Um, but on that, on that, we have gone. We've gone just slightly over our time to take a break. So, um, on behalf of Dave Davies from Beanstalk Internet Marketing, this is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media. You're listening to Web College on WebmasterRadio.fm. It's the 19th of March, 2015. We're going to be back to talk more about uh, Google's pending mobile-friendly algorithm after these messages. Sit tight and don't move. Webcology. We'll be back after this short break. InternetMarketingINC.com is one of the fastest-growing full-service digital marketing agencies in the country, specializing in providing results-driven online marketing solutions. Internet Marketing Inc.'s passionate team prides themselves on staying ahead of marketing trends to create and implement campaigns that get more traffic to your website, gain positive brand awareness, and drive conversions. If you are looking for a data-driven approach to online marketing and advertising, call Internet Marketing Inc. today at 866-566. 30620 or visit internetmarketinginc.com Whether you are an online business or domain name investor, you need access to the best names. With over 270 million domains already registered, finding the right names at the best price requires a great wingman. Namejet.com puts you in the pilot seat by giving you fast and unparalleled access to some of the best premium and expired domain names on earth. As the number one domain name auction platform, Namejet.com is the best place to find domains for your business or investment. So light the afterburners to the domain name aftermarket and fly over to Namejet.com at box speed to get great domains today. Namejet.com. ShipStation helps online retailers ship orders faster. It's so easy to set up and use. ShipStation gives you tools to automatically import, manage, and ship your orders in the most cost-efficient way. Save money with the best USPS rates possible, as well as a free USPS account. 
ShipStation integrates with all the most popular e-commerce platforms and shipping carriers. Get shipping done no matter where you sell or how you ship. WebmasterRadio.fm listeners get an additional 30 days free after the free 30-day trial. Go to ShipStation.com slash WebmasterRadio now. Shipping Nirvana starts here. All-inclusive market is the luxurious five-star resort of digital marketing. Welcome to All-Inclusive Marketing. Engage with All-Inclusive Marketing's award-winning strategists to ramp up your online profitability and brand exposure, driving new customer acquisitions, increased sales, and stronger buyer retention. Another mojito, please? All-Inclusive Marketing's full-service digital and performance marketing accommodates every brand, specializing in retail, travel, and software as a service. What a great room. The A in All-Inclusive Marketing means award-winning leadership, excellence and results, as well as an A rating by the Better Business Bureau. For reach, engagement, and conversion, it's all-inclusive marketing. Reserve a free consultation today at allinclusivemarketing.com slash radio. Commercials off. Now back to Webcology, only on webmasterradio.fm. Here are the hosts, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. It's the 19th of March, 2015. This is Jim from Digital Always Media. Dave Davies from Beanstalk Internet Marketing. And, you know, Dave, you know who uh, Google's pending mobile-friendly algorithm is really affecting? Who's right that? Now? Webmasters whose former clients have forgotten to remove their access to Webmaster Tools. I'm getting these notices for all these websites that I worked on years ago. <laughs> Like years ago, and no one's ever thought to like remove my access via webmaster tools. I, hey, friends, if you're listening, like um, I'm seeing stuff that maybe I shouldn't be seeing, but I never really look right because I don't care. Um, but yeah, I'm getting all these notices. Please update this website. Please update this website. Please update this website. And I'm thinking, wow, if I was still being paid to update all these websites, I'd be retiring tomorrow. <laughs> It's true, and you know, there's a there's a group of people who uh, have to love this, um, and we call those uh, web designers and web developers, because <laughs> I can only imagine how busy they are now and for the next few months, because uh, there'll be people holding off, people who don't know until they see what happens, um, you know, come uh, come May, <laughs> and they're they're watching their analytics if they know to, or at least watching their sales and going, well, that's hitting the fan. Um, <laughs> Here's the important thing. It's not hard to update your uh, your website to make it mobile-friendly. It's not really that hard, especially if you're running a WordPress site. No, just find a good developer and get it done. Well, not <laughs> only that, most, okay, most people who are running WordPress sites, I'm going to say more than half of the people who are running WordPress sites, which is more than 45% of all websites out there right now, are using templates made by a third party, right? Right. Often free templates. Mm. Well, those third parties are all updating their templates now, and chances are yours has been as well. Often all you need to do is install an, is install a new version of the template that you're using, fill in a couple of settings, verify that you are mobile friendly, and go have a chocolate bar. Now or I'm gonna beer. I'm gonna just out of due diligence, and I'm sure you would do this too. But just just to make sure our our listeners know, um, before you do that, make a complete backup oh, of your oh, website. Of course, I'm sorry. Of course, 
<laughs> just to, I know I, I only have to mention due diligence because you know people are gonna gonna run out there if you if you don't know that you, you, there may be some customizations involved in your website that you don't know about that uh, that uh, may cause you some some headaches and stuff. But um, you know, or, or I mean, not, you know, some of the times you certainly can do it yourself and just have uh, you know have a developer ready or, or have somebody who knows you may be that developer, but if you don't. You know, have one in in the wings to sort of give it a try, or heck, splurge. Get yourself another hosting environment to test it on, upgrade it, and uh, and just make sure it's working before uh, before you do it. And yeah, I, it's it's mandatory. And of course, you know, you and I both learned this way because that's when SEO was there. Um, so you know, I I can't ever begrudge do it yourselfers, can I? No, <laughs> so that's how we ended up doing what we do. Okay, we're down to our last five minutes or so, and uh, the, la- the, the, the last thing we can even talk about today, eh? This came up, it's been an em- enormous waste of time for people, <laughs> and I truly suck at it. It's called Google Feud. So, Dave, can I get you and Brasco to square off against each other? What do you I think, Brasco? But I truly suck at this, okay? So now, who's, okay. who's Rocky and who's Apollo? Okay, um... Sorry, old reference. Well, you're the bald one, Brasco, so I'm afraid you're going to have to be Apollo. Okay. He was bald, wasn't he? Well, either which way. It's both good fighters. We'll have a good fight. Go ahead. Okay. <laughs> so we're asking a culture question here. Yes. And I'm, I'm going to ask you, and, and um, just please chime in first by going Bing or Buzz, okay? Dave, you say Dave, Bing, I say Bing. Buzz. Okay, I'll be. Oh, great! I have to be Bing. Yeah, you have to be Bing, <laughs> and I'm afraid, uh, Brasco, you're Buzz. Okay. Yes. So, how would Google autocomplete this query? Giraffes are blank. Giraffes are, are blank. Buzz. Oh, oh Bing. <laughs> okay, I, I, I I'm sorry, Brasco but Brasco, me, but... Brasco did chime in first. Yeah. Tall. Wrong! No. <laughs> Dave, you get a chance for a follow-up. Uh, from. Wrong! Buzz. Wow, we suck at this game. Well, Brasco, uh, it's your last chance. You only get three tries at this. This is the third shot. What are you thinking? Drafts are... Spotted. Wrong! Oh. <laughs> Here, the answers are... Drafts are heartless creatures... Dumb, awesome, selfish, gay, weird, going extinct, so dumb, silently, silently disappearing, and bisexual. <laughs> I'm not making this up. Millennials <laughs> control the internet. We don't. This is Google auto-completing these sentences. Drafts are selfish or heartless creatures. This is why I suck at this game because I don't get that. <laughs> I didn't. Okay, yes, you didn't know about giraffes. We'll try another category: people. All right. Okay. All right, we're good. Yep. How would Google autocomplete this query? My eyes look blank. Buzz. Brasco. Tired. Number one answer. Tired. Yeah. Score one for Brasco. Right. Well done, Brasco. Score the game. <laughs> All right, I, I've got to go with Bloodshot. Bloodshot. Wrong. 
Oh, wow. I know. My eyes look what? Two more guesses, fellas. Buzz. Okay. Glassy. Wrong. I'm wondering if one of them's red, like related to cameras. Wrong. No. (laughs) Tired was the number one answer, which Brasco got. Well done, Brasco. Thank you. Followed by dead black to the hills. My eyes look to the hills. Old, weird in pictures, yellow, uneven in pictures, sunken, and different from each other. Oh, my God. Okay, we have time for one more round. Okay. How would Google, this is a name, how would Google autocomplete this query? Stephen blank. Stephen. Stephen. Uh, Hawking. Oh, Bing. <laughs> Hawking. Number one answer. Dave get Dave gets a point. Buzz. Brasco, go for it. King. Oh. Number four answer. Brasco gets a point. I'll go Bing with uh, Spielberg. Sorry, I knew it was oh. Stephen. <laughs> it's like. It's his name. I know this guy. Um, sorry. I think it's because people can't actually spell Spielberg. <laughs> but wrong. Buzz. Okay, go for it. Bishop. Wrong. Okay. All right. Stephen Hawking. Number one answer. Stephen Colbert. Stephen Curry. Oh. Stephen King. Stephen Amell. Stephen Hawking movie, Stephen A. Smith, Stephen Collins, Stephen Fry, and Stephen Weiss. Okay. This game sucks. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, one more. One more because it's so much fun. Okay, one more. (laughs) Short on time. How would Google autocomplete this query? What happens if you eat blank? What happens if you eat blank? Buzz. Go for it. Hot peppers. Hot peppers. Survey says wrong. Uh, oh, I don't even know. Why would you want to eat something if you have to ask? <laughs> Buzz. Let's try puppies. Wrong. Oh, no. Spicy food. Wrong. Oh. Number one answer, weed. <laughs> <laughs> number two answer mold number three too much protein followed by moldy bread too much fiber moldy cheese expired eggs too much salt a bad egg and a bad chicken oh what are i'm not sure if for? it's us who are stupid or google searchers who um <laughs> but this has been my experience with google feud the whole way through i'm this is worse than keyword selection i'm always wrong yeah, that's uh, that's frightening. <laughs> um, just so uh, uh, users out there or listeners out there understand, this is Google autocomplete. These are the top ten things that you would find Google autocompleting your sentence or autocompleting your query. Um, yeah, why don't you tell them where they can play the home edition, Jim? They can play it at googlefeud.com. <laughs> It is a fun time sucker. 
best of luck to you. Um, <laughs> again, I've, I've, I'm surprised whenever I got any answers right because I'm really bad at this. <laughs> okay, we're on our way out. But one more. How would Google complete this, autocomplete this query? Mrs. Blank. Doubtfire. Oh, bing. <laughs> that was my very first one. For uh, Fourth one. Uh, Buzz. Okay. Mrs. Fields. Ooh. Number one. Hey. All right. How about Mrs. Fields cookies? Okay. And we're going to have to leave that with listeners to uh, fill in the rest of the blanks themselves because we're out of time. Oh, it happens. Gone full circle here on the hour. Um, So, friends, you've been listening to Webcology here on webmasterradio.fm. To uh, all the people who made Family Feud... Sorry, guys, like, um, your game show's easier than Google Feud. Special thanks to Brasco and all the the folks at webmasterradio.fm who make this show possible. So on behalf of Dave Davies from Beanstalk Internet Marketing, Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media, you've been listening to Webcology on webmasterradio.fm on the 19th of March, 2015. Stick around, Webmaster Radio. Great content coming up after the news. This has been a presentation of WebmasterRadio.fm, the world's largest business-to-business radio and podcast network. We welcome you to sample past episodes of this program, as well as our complete library of programs, on demand or on the air via our 24-7 live audio stream at www.WebmasterRadio.fm. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited.